Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. My name's Michael Gear, and I hope your Monday has started well and the TRB account is flowing after the weekend of racing. We have three guests on this morning to talk about three very different types of victories over the weekend or Ricky Elton trying to tip us into a victory tonight at Canberra, but last week on the show for regular On The Pace listeners, you may remember we spoke to Kerry McDowell about their team they were taking to the races that night. We didn't touch too much on their chance in the Group 1 at Melbourne. It was, after all, $25 to 1 for Michelle Lee Mack, but Kerry McDowell, as we get you back on again you guys went down to Melton and cleaned up the Group 1 with $210,000. Congratulations. Yes, thank you, Mick. Um, we're still uh, wrapped this morning and over the moon. It hasn't uh, backed off at all. We, uh, we've been going over it and over it. And every time I think about it, I get emotional. <laughs> right, Kerry, tell me, as honestly as you can, how many times have you watched the replay of the Australian Pacing Gold for your old Mears race? Um, I think I'm probably up to about a dozen. <laughs> That's a good it. number. Yeah, we've watched it, uh, the, the trip home. Um, again, when we got home with friends and family, you know, talking to, to everyone when we got back home as well. So, yeah, we've watched it a lot. <laughs> All right, let's talk through the logistics of heading to Melbourne and, and winning the big four-year-old beers race. Who took the horse down there? Because Greg Sugars did the driving. So who was in charge of Michelle Lee Mack? Dean, Dean, uh, Dean took her down through the middle of the week, and um, we were staying with um, Noel and Rushin, um, who looked after us very well while we were down there. And um, you know, everything went to plan with her. Dean said she just each day she we jogged her; she was just feeling enormous, so she felt really good going into the race. Okay, were you going into the race giving yourself much of a chance, or? Like so many harness racing people, when she drew barrier 10, did you think to yourself, eh, we're in a bit of trouble here, particularly against a horse like Pelosi? Um, yes, of course, having Pelosi, you know, drew the front line, that was always you know, in our minds, like how do we how do we um, run the race? But Dean and Greg um, and, and with Colin as well, they all had a conversation about the best method and what to do there. And, um, you know, it was... Really unfortunate that Colin just couldn't get down there to drive her with prior commitments, but um, the plan went went very well in the end. Um, Greg drove a, a sensational race, you know, when he took off at the the 600. Where um, I know I held my breath um, until she got round that turn, and then when she got round the turn and and cleared, Dan and I just started screaming. So it was very exciting. <laughs> where exactly were you screaming? Were you in the stabling area at Manning or watching at home? <laughs> No, we were on the top stand. I, I flew down. Colin flew me down Saturday to be down there with Dean, and and uh, Dean and I were standing in the top stand, so we could see the whole track, um, so we could see what happened down the back straight and everything. So, yeah, we were away from everyone, thank goodness, because we did scream fairly loud. <laughs> the um, that top viewing area at Melton is outstanding, isn't it? Like you actually feel like you're watching it on a giant screen because you're so close to the track, you never sort of have to struggle to see them. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a fantastic facility. You know what they've done there is 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 great for for everybody involved um, to be a part of the race and watch the race and really enjoy it. 
Kerry with any tears at any stage? Was there a little bit of emotion coming out there once the screaming stopped, of course? Um, there was lots of tears. There was, there was times where I couldn't even speak. Um, there's still tears, you know, today, you know, just thinking of it. So yeah, that, that's going to stay stay there for a while. <laughs> Your family have been so involved in the horses for such a long time. And as I said, you take horses to some of the least glamorous meetings, you head to the Canberra's and you, you fill many a field on a Tuesday coming out of Menangle. Is this the biggest win the stable's ever had? Because $210,000, well, that's edging close to Victoria Cup type quality. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, it is. It's, um, it's the biggest one we've achieved so far, um, you know, and it just it doesn't get any better than this for us. <laughs> What sort of horse is she, Michelle Lemack? I know she, she might now be edging up your list of favourites. Um, she's by better's delight. They tend to be very nice horses to deal with. Is she a lovely horse, do you think, Oh, she is. She's a lovely mare. Uh, you can do anything with her, um, you know, around the stable and even on the racetrack. She's a very versatile mare. And, and as we've seen throughout her racing, you know, she's been in all the big fights and um, and always puts in, you know, a good race whenever she can, you know, get clear racing and everything. So we're very proud of her and what she's done, and she's just a treasure. Well, I suppose you're even more proud when you breed one. Obviously, you guys breed her as well out of duets. Um, you have them from day dot. In fact, when you have them before they're even born, that must be a very special feeling to, to win a group one with horses that, that you built yourself. Yeah, definitely. You know, Colin does a lot of spends a lot of time picking out, um, you know, who he wants to breed with and things like that. So he's done a fabulous job with um, over the years, and and to produce one like her is, you know, is fantastic. So yeah, it's very, very, very special in all of our hearts, and um, you know, one of the big highlights of of winning races like that when you've bred them. What do you do with a horse like her now? Because she's won her group one, so she, she's won eight races altogether, a quarter of a million dollars. Her best winning time seems to be 153.6 for the mile. I presume you would like to get a better time than that, which obviously she would do easily um, at Menangle uh, one day before she retires, because obviously her 153.6 was, was actually at Newcastle. Yeah, that's right. She, um, she actually does a, um, seems to do her better racing away from an angle. But, um, you know, of course, now she's just having some time off, um, a well-deserved break, and then we're sort of going to regroup with Colin and, and Dean and we we'll sit down and work out the next sort of step for her. Um, I know Colin, you know, really wants to um, get her in a ladyship mile. You know, that's um, one of his, um, you know, passions. His duets, her mother, was in four of them back in the Harold Park days. Um, you know, never got a win though. But you know, we just—I um, think that's the next sort of step for her. Um, and beyond that, we're you know unsure at the moment. We'll just have to see how she comes back. <laughs> well, she's been placed at one fifty point seven, so I know that placing time still stands there. But of course, it'd be nice to get a winning time around the one fifty one. Away from that, um, how's the rest of the team looking? I know you're back to probably something a little bit more normal heading to Manangle, <laughs> I presume. Tomorrow afternoon, we'll be taking a couple there to get the pats on the back and all the handshakes from, from all the people who are so thrilled to see you get the group one. Uh, yes, we've got um, a, a new horse, uh, American Shuffle. He's having his first start tomorrow. Um, um, we're not overly confident with him tomorrow, but we'll see how he goes first up for us. Um, and then uh, 
we're taking a team down to Goulburn on uh, Friday. Um, I've sort of nominated up to about 10 to go down to there. And then we've got a few in on um, Thunderdance. You know, um, Michelle E. Mack's older brother, he's going around on, on Saturday night um, with a, with our trotter, our Damio, our three-year-old trotter. Um, so, yeah, we've got a few in this week to get us back on the <laughs> normality. Just just with American Shuffle, who who races tomorrow at Manangle just after three o'clock in race three, had one start in New Zealand for one win. Usually, those type of horses are very competitive at Manangle. So when you say you're not that confident, is it a case that American Shuffle is still adjusting to the Australian and, more importantly, Manangle racing style? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, you know, it's taken us a little while to work him out here at home. Um, you know, Dean's been putting a lot of sort of work into him to get used to it here and um, it's just going to be dependent. You know, they're always different at the races here, so it's just going to see how things pan out tomorrow before we really uh, can say what we think about him. <laughs> now, Kerry, I don't make a habit of asking young ladies whether they drink or not, but just a quick one for the Sky Sport Radio listeners who, who haven't had a group one. When did you pop in and have a couple of glasses of wine at some stage on Saturday night to enjoy yourself? I, Mick, we actually didn't get a chance, really. By the time um, we sort of wrapped everything up and looked after her and, and, and got her home, we um, it was probably about quarter to 12. Um, we both sort of looked at each other and were excited and that, and then just went to bed. We were really, <laughs> really quite tired. But <laughs> we got home um, yesterday and a, a few local friends of ours here uh, said, come on, we've got to go up to the pub and have a drink and something to eat. So we went up there and um, uh, had a few drinks and, and, and sort of celebrated her a little bit. But we'll get together with the whole family on this weekend, um, Saturday night, and we're going to celebrate with Michelle um, Collins' daughter, who the horse is named after, and the whole family, um, and make it a big event this Saturday night coming after, um, you know, the races. Well, look, it sounds fantastic. Obviously, we had you on the show last week and we love having your enthusiasm on the show. When we do get a chance to talk to you, um, a lot of people who probably don't know you are thrilled to hear that your stable's gone up there and have gone down there and won that Group 1 for $210,000. Scary. Pass on our congratulations to the team and, yeah, I hope you enjoy yourself. Uh, we will. Thank you very much, Mick. Always a pleasure talking to you. That's Kerry McDowell, who, along with Dean and, and of course, Colin um, from Team McDowell, took out the Group 1 down at Melton on Saturday night, done 25 to 1 odds. Greg Sugars drove it a treat. But so often in the harness racing, when they draw the second line, it'll be easy to, to pull the plug or think he can't win, particularly against a dollar thirty chance like Pelosi. But they blew the New South Wales flag proudly. We'll talk to somebody else who did something similar, although he does it quite often, and Luke McCarthy at the back end of the show. But we've got Ricky Elchin to join us very shortly because uh, he has hopefully some more immediate winners coming up than anything else later this week, a Tuesday or a Saturday. He heads to Canberra tonight. So, Ricky, are you with us, mate? Yeah, Mate, I'm well, buddy. Um, I know that you've got plenty of horses of your own, but it must give you, give you a bit of a smile on your face when you hear someone like Kerry McDowell who loves them so much and obviously the McDowell's raced so many horses against your type of horses, and they go down to Melton and get the Group 1. I think plenty of people in New South Wales enjoy that. Oh, it was unreal. And I mean, you know, Colin and the family, um, they, they put a lot of money into the sport, not only buying horses, but in sponsorship and whatnot. And they've also been, you know, clients of mine on and off over the years, doing a few babies for them. And, yeah, you know, I was straight on the phone sending Carrie a message when she went across the line. So, you know, it's great to see. 
Mate, you're, uh, you've travelled plenty. Um, it's still a very palpable thing, maybe not as much as the gallops where it's actually built up by the administrators because the administrators in harness racing seem to get on pretty well. But there is still that thing between Victoria and New South Wales, isn't there? When, when New South Wales horses go down to Victoria and win, it still makes everybody in New South Wales feel good about things, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly right. It's pretty similar to us with the Kiwis, really. Yeah, that is hard to beat, mate. That's all. That's right. It's always good to take a horse in a state and win, and you know, to to win races like that. They're they're obviously not easy to win, and for somebody like I said that tips the amount of money into the industry, like Colin, um, yeah, they deserve every bit of the success. Now let's talk about the Australian New Zealand Alliance. You've got one of those in race one tonight. It's Canberra for New South Wales Harness Racing tonight. First race goes at six seventeen. You've got the former New Zealander, Yankee Dancer, who you've had a few starts with over there um, and has had a victory at Penrith, just seemed to, to maybe go off the ball a little bit. I thought Yankee Dancer was probably at least a five-win horse in New South Wales. Is one of those wins going to come tonight on the first at Canberra? Um, look, she she came over. We didn't pay a lot of money for her. Um, and she came over and she done an okay job. Um, I do like the mare. Uh, she had, I think, five months off, and she's quite a big, gross mare. And um, she's taken a fair bit of time to to get the condition off her, and she's first up tonight. So, um, you know, she will need the run. Whatever she does tonight, she'll improve off. Um, you know, I would have liked her to draw in a little bit closer, but in saying that, it's not an overly strong race, and she should be there around about. Um, I don't think she's actually 100% spot on in fitness. But um, she's as fit as I can get her at home without race fitness, so she she should be running a good race. I know Barrier Five with predominantly big odds horses inside you doesn't sound too bad, but Barrier Five for the market beats at Canberra can take quite a bit of doing. So, are you expecting Nikki, who's obviously the driver and your partner, to head forward, or because she's not a hundred percent fit, are you thinking more tuck in somewhere? Um, I'll just leave it completely up to Nikki. She does have a fair bit of gate speed. Um, but, yeah, you know, within reason, she'll probably head forward and just try and get a position and run home, hopefully runs home over the top of them. Mate, you've actually got four of two from the stable in race four tonight. Captain Crusader's obviously a very smart horse, and Nicky's got her own horse, Mount Hercules, in race four. Let's talk about Captain Crusader. Um, seems to come into a race tonight. I thought he might be too good for most of these. Where's he at? Because he went to an angle last start, and he was fourth. In a 151, that'd probably be good enough for Canberra. Yeah, look, he'll um, he'll be extremely hard to beat tonight. Um, he's quite a smart colt. Um, you know, he was probably very unlucky in the New South Wales Derby. Um, sort of went to the line hard held, never really seen daylight. And then he went down to Bathurst. He didn't race with a lot of luck. Uh, he was stuck outside them in the heat. And, you know, his run was very good, but um, failed to qualify for the Chalice final. Uh, his third just didn't quite get him there. Um, he, he, he's a really nice colt. You know, he, he's going to go a long way um, in his future, and he is well placed there tonight to take a power of beating. Mate, he's been driven by Ricky Hunt. Um, we don't see a lot of Ricky driving these days. Tell us a bit about him. Um, look, Ricky, Ricky Hunt's the backbone uh, of my stable. Um, without him, the job doesn't get done here. He's all over everything. He, he works like an absolute machine. Um, and yeah, he doesn't um, get many opportunities to drive, and we just felt that yeah, the owners said you know for for um, 
all the work he does for our horses, give, give him a steer tonight because I'm suspended. And, you know, he's more than capable on any horse we put him on and he'll get the job done, I'm sure. Okay, so the instructions will be keep going forward? Just win. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah just head, head forward. And look, he he's um, he is well graded in that race tonight. And he, he's a pretty pretty speedy horse off the arm. And yeah, look, he, if he doesn't win that race tonight, he he won't be competitive in the the bigger races we've got planned for him. Is there any chance with the inside running Mount Hercules can give the Sydney stable? I presume yours and Nicky's horses are trained together. Um, any chance of getting off the gate and maybe posing up behind Captain Crusader? Um, Nikki's very competitive. She, um, yeah, she, she'll she'll drive her own race, that's for sure. But um, well, I, I think you know Captain Crusader's a couple of classes above Mount Hercules, so you know he, he's a very good place chance. But if class prevails, um, he'll be winning comfortably. Mate, tomorrow we head to uh, Menangle for the, the regular Tuesday afternoon meeting. Um, I see you've got one of your old mates in there, your old trotter, going around again, um, Puma Road. I see Ricky's having another drive on him. What do you make of Puma Road? Is it a horse we should stick to for a Tuesday afternoon? Uh, tomorrow's race looks quite good, actually, so I thought it would be a tough race to win. But, but is he a win there somewhere down the line? Yeah, he's not too far off winning another one. Um, I think he's a horse to follow when I take him to Queensland in a month or so for the Winter Carnival. Um, you know, he's still a low enough grade to be quite competitive up there on a Tuesday. And he's just a very good little money spinner. He always gets a check. He's no star. But um, his run last week was really good again. He, he seems to love the fence. If you can get him to the fence and follow the speed, he, he always runs home. Um, tomorrow's race is, you know, quite strong. Um, but a few of the better ones have a tendency to do things wrong in that race. So, you know... With these trot races, if one of those gallops out or something, well, yeah, he, he can earn money. Um, but, yeah, I think he's one to follow um, during the winter in Queensland. Mate, Blackhawk Joe returns for racing for the first time in about six months tomorrow in race six. Actually, thought he trialled pretty good last week or a couple of weeks ago at Menangle. I thought it wasn't the worst chance. It was quite a strong field, admittedly, in, in the second the Metropolitan Mates. Yeah, I've got. Um, I've always had quite a high opinion of this horse um, through his juvenile seasons. He's two and three olds, but a little bit wayward. Um, he's got a bit of a mind of his own. Uh, we gelded him late last year, but he, he put in a couple of really good runs in Queensland, and also when I brought him home from Queensland last year. But since then, he's had a, a really good spell, um, and he's worked up, you know, like a different horse this time. He's much more relaxed. Touch wood, he seems to be a lot more tractable and. Yeah, he's um, he's a really good each way chance tomorrow. I know he is first up, but um, you know I expect him to to be there roundabouts when the whips are cracking. Mate, I thought the Metropolitan Series, or actually the Regional Series, but of course the Metropolitan Final last year was won by Wolf Stride. I think it's been a really good initiative. I know originally it was going to be a million dollar race, but it's now become four regional races, and I actually think it works better as the four regional races. Is it the type of thing? With a horse like this, clearly, you try to set them for while they're still in that rating band. And do you think it's something which has probably become a bit of a focus for some of those trainers or those type of horses? Um, yeah, I'm with you, Mick. I think it's actually quite good that they have these, um, you know, $100,000 races in, in each region. I mean, it spreads the money a bit more. And not only do they, the winners, I think it might be top three in all the finals, then go into the super one. So they get the opportunity race for another 100,000. Um, so, yeah, it is good. And, I mean, the way there is a 
lot of conditions that the horses have to meet to be eligible for this race. They have to be Australian bred, they have to be four-year-old and older, and they have to be 70 or below in their national ratings. So, you know, it is quite difficult to keep a nice horse um, below that grade for a period of time. Um, so, you know, you, you can set them for it. Um, but I think, say, last year, uh, Wolf Stride won, and it was quite a strong series. And this year, a horse like Muscle Factory sort of fits a criteria um, really well because he come back on such a low grade. But I, th- I think overall, um, you know, it's just going to be horses that uh, are there in that grading at the time more so than trying to keep, you know, set one for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it is great. It's really good. Mate, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. We we can't even have a conversation with you without uh, asking how our old, our old mate Tough Monarch's getting on. Um, I know he came back into work a few weeks ago. Has he still got enthusiasm for the job? He's um he's he's looking forward to a Queensland winner as much as I am. So um yeah, he's still on track to head up there. He had his first little trot along today and he's as happy as Larry, so yeah, really looking forward to having him back at the races. Mate, you must marvel sometimes uh, with the standard breeds and some of our people listening who don't understand who Tough Monarch is, obviously a horse who's raced at Christchurch and won group one. He's raced at Auckland where they go a different way around. He's raced in Queensland, he's raced in Victoria, he's raced in New South Wales. What would he be now? Would he be nine years old and he would have had, what, maybe 100 starts? Just just fill us in for the details of a horse like him who's still still loving his work. Yeah, he's nine He's nine year old. He, he's been everywhere. He's been a war horse. He even made the trip down to Kaikoura last year in the South Island. Um, yeah, I think he's only had about 70 starts and won about 25 races. Um, you know, he's been a great old horse for me. And it's just the, you know, the, the standard breads, their their strength and their their will, um, you know they they can handle so much more than thoroughbreds. And if you get a nice one like that, well, yeah, you can enjoy them for a lot of years, which we've been able to do with Tough Monarch. And hopefully, we, we've got another season or two in him. Mate, like some of us, as we get older, when he when he goes for his first jog, when it's getting a bit cold in the mornings, is he a, a bit stiffer for the first lap these days, or is he a horse whose body's just worked out beautifully for him and he can just do what he wants? Um, I think it's more me that doesn't like the colder mornings more so than him, so I try not to get out on the track too early. Smart move. Ricky, you're a smart man, mate. Thank you for joining us on Sky Sport Radio this morning, buddy. No worries. Thanks, mate. That's Ricky Elshin. He should be heading to Canberra tonight and, and getting a victory of uh, Captain Crusader. He should be probably the bit of the night down there. We mentioned earlier the fact that New South Wales had a Group 1 victory, the girls' race at the Australasian Pacing Gold. They also took out the boys' race. It was by no means the surprise of Michelle Lee. Mac expensive ego was expected to win, and Luke McCarthy drove him like that. Luke, are you on the phone with us this morning? Yeah, good morning, mate. Mate, uh, he's a big, strong, and quite menacing type of boy, expensive ego, when he's in that sort of mood, and he looked like he could have got another lap at the same speed on Saturday night. Yeah, he was, he was very impressive, Mickey. Um, he's had a really good preparation, you know, through the Chariots and Miracle Mile. And, um, you know, he's had that freshen up to be set for that APG, which, you know, he came out and he was very dominant. And, um, yeah, he went, he went super. Mate, I think it shows the gap between good horses and really good horses because Pacifico Dream, Mark Dan, Jillaby Nitro, these, these are good horses. They're going to end up being free for rulers and probably grand circuit horses. But, once you got to the front, they were flat out keeping up. 
Yeah, look, we were lucky enough. We come up with a good draw, and um, yeah, once once he found the front, he was always going to be very hard to beat off his current form. Mate, there's a new race in Queensland on July the tenth. It's called the Rising Sun. It's the three year olds versus the four year olds. So a couple of three year olds, only two of them. There'll be you in the race, and you could well be up against a horse. I'm sure you've seen a bit of. That's called Copy That, who won the Messenger in New Zealand on Friday night, on the Taylor Mile the week before. What do you make of yourself versus Copy That in a race like the Rising Sun? Is it a race that could be decided by the draw, or do you fancy yourself being strong enough to sit parked outside him and still beat him? Oh, realistically, I think the way Copy That's going, it would come down to draws. Um, you know, he's always had... Great record, copy that, and he, he looks like he's in career best form. So, you know, he, he's a very impressive horse, and you know, them, them, a lot of them big races do come down the barrier draws. With expensive ego, is he a horse do you think will handle uh, an Inter Dominion series at home in New South Wales? Is he a horse who could handle the travel and three races in a week before the final? Well, I think he will, Mick. He, um, you know, he raced sort of five weeks in a row. Through to the chariots, um, you know, backed up. He actually backed up better every single week, so I think he, he sort of thrives on the backup of racing. And yeah, I think he, he'll be like an ideal horse for the series. Mate, while you're away down south, um, we saw one of the old stable war horses in Alter Orlando. He's also nine years old. We're just talking to Ricky Elcher, but his nine year old. Your nine year old won the free for all the other day, and look, he only got there by a neck, but. Um, he much like Tough Monarch. He's, he's been an old marvel because he hasn't got the best legs in the world, has he? Um, he's pretty sound at the moment, Mick. He's had a few issues on and off over his career, but he's um, he's nice and sound at the moment. And look, he, he came out and run a really good race. You know, he's he's a pretty consistent sort of horse. Like he he pops up and wins them free for alls or a Golden Cup or what have you not. So look, he, he just continues to make money for connections and just a lovely horse over it. Mate, tomorrow we start the, the regional championship heats out of Menangal, which will probably be the strongest of the four regional championships. Uh, you and Belinda have horses in both heats tomorrow. Ricky Elton was just saying that Muscle Factory looks perfectly placed with his rating. In fact, he's Australian bred. In fact, he's four and older. All those things fall together nicely for him. It looks a beautiful series for him, and it looks an ideal starting point tomorrow. Do you expect him to win from barrier eight in race five tomorrow? Yes, I do, Mick. He's um he's a quality horse and he's had a, his work's been really good the last couple of weeks, you know, leading towards this series and you know, expect him to come out and run really well. Did he disappoint you last start at Wagger? you handed up there and, and he was only seventh. I, I thought he actually might have gone better than that. Yeah he was. He um he was good in the heat, uh, just got beat ahead by out to play, who, of course, raced in the Mirror for more. Um, but with the, you know, it was only a Tuesday, Sunday backup, plus, you know, five hours down the Wagga and back twice, you know, 10 hours travelling each time. I just don't think he handled that quick backup at that stage of his preparation. Um, but look, he hasn't, he's not going to have to back up now. He'll go around on Tuesday, then he'll sort of get that couple of weeks between runs to the final. Mate, a horse who contested last year's final and actually won a heat this time last year was first string. He's back for his second start of this campaign tomorrow. What went wrong on that first start at Penrith? 
He was ordinary, Mick. He, um, I reckon we just had a little bit of a bug going through the barn, sort of late March and early April, and just a couple of them didn't race as good as we sort of hoped they would. So he had a bit of a freshen up after that, and he's first up again tomorrow after a freshen up, and you know he's worked good. I expect him to run a good race. He's drawn barrier eight. Is he the type of horse? Because there's a few smarties inside you and who have aggressive drivers. He actually seems to me better sitting just off the speed when they go hard, Luke. So do you think barrier eight tomorrow could actually suit him? Yeah, I'll just sit him up, Nick. He, he seems to be better, especially over the 2300. I'll just slot him into the running line and come with one run. But are you taking anything else to an angle or anywhere else this week? Maybe a Penrith on a Thursday night that could win for the Sky Sport radio listeners, Luke, who need to give the uh, the old phone account a bit of a boost? <laughs> um We've finally got the two in tomorrow, Mick, but um, on Thursday, we've got a really nice filly, um, Better's Light, filly sister to Mac Doro, come say hi. Uh, she's just struggled to get a run. The year-old's not holding up the last couple of weeks, so we've nominated her for Penrith Thursday, and um, hopefully she gains a start. She should go really well. Mate, we appreciate your time today. Um, good on you for flying the New South Wales flag so proudly, as you've done for a very long time, to you and Belinda down there at Milton uh, taking it another Group 1 on Saturday night, mate. No worries. Thanks, Mick. That's Luke McCarthy. He was great with his time, considering how busy he and Belinda are. They have two horses who can potentially dominate at least one of the heats of the Metro Series. That begins the regional championship, begins tomorrow at Menangle. Two heats of that. If you're looking for your harness racing six today, it's actually going to be tonight for you at Canberra. The first race there kicks off at uh, 6.17. If you are just joining us, the bet of the night, very short odds if you feel like having a little multi-bet race for number five is Captain Crusader. Our congratulations go to Luke and Belinda and to Kerry McDowell and Dean and Colin, the team there, after they had Group 1 success for New South Wales at Melton in Victoria on Saturday night. On the pace, has a day off tomorrow. We'll be back on Wednesday morning with Brittany Graham to preview the harness racing coming in from Bathurst as they kick off their regional championship with three teams.